I love their moms. 90% of the people in here are white men, and some people don't like that joke, but that's okay, because your moms would love me. <laughs> uh, my ex's mom loved me. She loved how polite I was the first time she met me. She was like, oh, Asians are so polite. And I was like, yeah, Asians are polite. <laughs> to your face. Not going to roast you right now. It's so different when Asian moms meet white boyfriends, though. Like, the first time my mom met my ex, she was like, why is he wearing socks with sandals? And I was like, oh, it's like a cultural thing, you know? And I was like, can you say something nice about him? And right in front of him, she was like, he looks well-fed. And I was like, thank God you don't speak English. <laughs> I once overheard my ex talking about me to one of his buddies. He was like, Denise isn't like the other crazy girls. Honestly, she's pretty boring. Like, we've never even had a fight about her going through my phone. And that was a very hurtful conversation to find while I was going through his phone. I don't know. Is it really my fault that he locks his phone with Face ID and he needs to sleep? I, 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 I recently learned about something called Sigma males. Do y'all do know about Sigma males? Yeah, there's alpha males, beta males, but yeah, I read an article that was like, Sigma males are the rarest males on Earth. They're lone wolves, mavericks, occupying positions outside the social hierarchy. And I'm like, that's a complicated way to say ugly. <laughs> All right, do we like that? Is that, is that too much? <laughs> White men in here, is that too much? Do we like it? All right, cool. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Uh, I think that's it for me. Thank you guys so much. Yay, Denise Lee. Hooray. Uh, okay, so um, who wants to wrestle for the next spot? Do we want to give it to Brady or does um, Harvey, did you want to go and get your comments or? Brady, what do you, how do you feel? Okay, well then we'll have Brady go up. Everybody put your hands together for Brady Pearson. Is this working? Oh my God. We survived pride. Anybody else feel that way? I mean, I didn't expect it. But you know, I had the perfect pride party. It started out you know, kind of like two people over. Then, you know, as, as most gay parties, the orgy section, then the snacks. It was, it was really, it was quite lovely. Um, Always weird to hear that. Yeah, I, I want to thank you for talking about like men and cocksuckers, okay? Because this is a thing that I want to do as kind of a reach around since we're all heterosexual. That's the thing, like, guys, why do you think you hate cocksucking? What's up with that? It's the weirdest fucking thing, right? Now I have a question straight, guys. Um, raise your hand if you have not thought about sucking your own cock. Okay, right? Right? You may not have been like me. Well, I mean, if, if it had been attached, if you would have pegged yourself, you probably would have. So, yeah, but, like, you know, I, you, you may not have been extreme as me where I thought I would try to break a rib to get there, right? I mean, my mom always said, be a perfectionist. And so, again, it's like, so we're all basically, like, natural-born cocksuckers, right? Right? Now, ladies, are you cocksuckers? Any other female? Have you ever done it? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so, um, and so have you done it for, so do you do it for pleasure or for power? For what? Oh my God. She's like a trans gay man up in there somewhere. So she knows where I'm going, so you know, like I've gotten older, you know, and you think what's going on in my life. I think about like, has anyone thought about losing their virginity? Have you, how did you lose your virginity? Do you remember? How did you lose it? Yeah. Really? You misplaced it. Oh, that's interesting. See, here's where we're going. You misplaced your virginity, right? Okay. Where did you lose your virginity? So you, but you know where it is. You know where you left it. Right, so how, how did you lose it? This is my question, right? How did you lose it if you know exactly where you lost? It's not lost. Okay. That's right. I mean, then it empowered me. I thought about, oh, my God, the first time. I said, when I threw my virginity into this day, I think, thanks, Dad. I grew up in a very strange house, as you might imagine. Oh, is there a, thank you. Um, I feel so close to you all now. It's been beautiful. And I want to thank you and thank Pam for getting ready for this time. And in honor of pride that has passed, I would like to sing to you the song from the play I will never write called Little Orphan. It goes a little something like Your son'll come out tomorrow. Better be a bottom and he'll follow all my car. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. Bodges on his chin, he'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom tomorrow. You know the it's only a gay away. Thank you, I'm Brady. Brady Pearson, everyone. The song stylings, that was magical. All right, uh, your next comedian is the only one today who requested comments. So we've got note paper and pay attention and stuff and put your hands together for Harvey, everyone. Harvey Walsh, Avon, yay! Hello, is this one on? Is it this one? Hello? Cool. So last time I did this set, I said, I don't think it's offensive. Um, I'm not sure anymore. It's evolved, for sure, and not like a Pokemon. Like, I think shit got way worse, but here we go. Uh, new Pride Flag just dropped. You guys seen it? I'm talking about the flag has the rainbow, the gays, the uh, black and brown stripes for people of color, blue and pink stripes for the trans community. I don't like it. it. To me, it doesn't feel very well thought out. Like right off the bat, Asian people, uh, y'all gotta go home. You're not black, you're not brown, you don't have a stripe, you've been voted off the island, y'all. Gotta go home. 
Now, claim that yellow stripe in the rainbow at your own risk. I wouldn't advise it. It seems counterproductive to the cause. Okay. Um, I also don't like the flag because I can. I don't believe that a proud gay man in San Francisco would hang that flag in his home knowing full well that those colors don't go together. They don't go with each other. They don't go with anything in your apartment because there's like nine of them. It's borderline homophobic how hard it is to color coordinate this flag. Okay. I think it's weird that we've lumped people of color and the queer community onto one flag. Because they're not the same people. I know they're not the same people because my roommate's Hispanic. When we get in a fight, the worst thing I can call him is Latinx. To me, it feels like if we had a flag for little people and people with Down syndrome, like on the surface, I can see some similarities. Little hands, big butts, special bathroom equipment. But I don't know if either community wants to be united by these shared characteristics, you know? I thought it was weird, uh, so I, I did some research. And it turns out that the black and brown stripe stands for people of color in the uh, queer community. And that makes more sense. Um, I wish I had read that before I compared little people and people with Down syndrome, but I really like that joke, so much like their parents, I'm going to keep it. Um, so I was wrong about the stripes. They make sense. But then I kept reading, and uh, apparently the black stripe stands for people of color and also people who have uh, contracted AIDS. Ooh, we were so close. So close. Uh, last time a race of people were associated with an illness, it didn't go too well. When Trump said Kung Flu, I don't think he was empathizing with the disproportionate number of Chinese people that contracted COVID because COVID started in China. Uh, and I'm afraid the same thing could happen with Africa and AIDS. I'm, I'm very uh, afraid. Afraids? Afro-AIDS? Okay. Need to rework that part. Thanks, guys. Harvey! Okay, so he wants comments. So stay up there, and we've got, we've got comments. We've got comments from Mark Neuer. Hey, dude. Hey. Hey. So I feel like the last time I was on this mic and you were, and we were here, we were here together, and I, I feel like I asked you this question, but I'm asking you again because I don't remember because I do drink a lot. Yep. Is it your jam to be offensive? That's what you want. Is that what you're, you're obviously funny and offensive, but that's mm -hmm. your thing. Or not offensive, but like, like, like shocking. Um, I don't know if it's my, my goal to be shocking. I think that the topics I find interesting tend to be topics where everyone sort of has like a formed opinion on it. And then I'm like, hmm, this is a little off to me. Yeah. Like, can I bring you to my side? I, I just feel like, I, I feel like I, this is just an opinion, right? Mm -hmm. You want comments? I'm gonna give it to you. I feel like you're a good looking character, right? Mm -hmm. You already have that on your side, right? Okay. Don't jump through these hoops. 
Talk about yourself, right? Your feet, do they stink? Talk about something. How long do you go without a shower when you're depressed? Talk about something. Okay. Right? Because all this, all this other, it's, it's, it's great, dude. You're mm-hmm. awesome. And I'm sure everyone's funny, right? So it's like, you just be funnier. Okay. <laughs> I love you, right? right. But be silly. Be okay. funny. Don't be, don't be this political guy. Don't, don't okay. talk about Joe. You're not just Joe Rogan. get to the funny. You're not Joe Rogan, bitch. Okay. Talk about something else. I love you. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, I appreciate the feedback. Uh, just so your ego doesn't get out of control. Uh, I think you're an ugly piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, uh, I also thought as you were saying that uh, the Asian part, I was like, there is yellow in the rainbow. And I think that that could be an opportunity talking about the concept of sharing a stripe because then uh-huh. when it comes uh-huh. back to the black version, you're like, sharing a stripe doesn't seem so good now, does it? Right. You know? Um, yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just think that end, in the end gets a little bit loosey-goosey. I think yep. you tie up the end of that. Um, but yeah, no, I don't even think that the Down Syndrome, mid- I told you, I think that's pretty funny. Um, as far as, cause the comparisons are like not too offensive mm-hmm. and I kind of, I, yeah, I can see where Mark's coming from where you could have more silliness, but I kind of dig the, um, the, uh, the intellectual vibe of the set. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what Mark's, Mark's coming, wrong. I think that I don't, I'm not putting words in Mar- Mark's mouth, but I'll say something akin to what he's saying. Your material is just a conduit for people to like you as a person. If they like you on stage, then they're going to, whatever you say, you're going to be fine. You're good looking. You have your, you're already two yeah, you feet ahead of the game. What do you want? No, but, but just, but if you, it's like what you're, you're talking about this thing out here and you're uh-huh. asking us to connect this thing out here. It's like sometimes when you say, oh, I'm doing a joke about a TV show. It isn't that you're connecting with a person. It's that you and the audience are connecting with this thing out here, which is television. So mm-hmm. rather than having a, Direct connection with the audience, like, I am Harvey, and this is me, and this is my material. With the audience, and that's a direct, you're, like, pulling out this other thing. Where you're, you're asking them to, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're talking about these existential, these concepts, mm-hmm. and you're saying, meet me over here where we're doing the comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. But we don't know why you're saying this. Like, right. okay. what makes you, like, expert baby doll on fucking... <laughs> Relate like uh, no, what, what dog? What dog you got in this fight, right? Like you didn't got a dog in the yeah. fight with the flag. Like where are you yeah. queer? Like come uh-huh. on, yes. man. Suck a dick. Like, yeah, something. right. Yeah. No, and this is the last thing I want to right. say. Right. I mean, I had a threesome is, with two girls. Also, it's like on, absolutely. This is the last thing I wanted to say was that what, what kind of what Spencer was saying is like if you're gonna be offensive, just fucking do it, right? If you're gonna, mm-hmm. if that's what you're gonna do, then 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 don't don't do the beat around the bush with the yellow stripe. You know, there's yellow stripe. Get to the get to the punch. If that's your real punch, and and I don't recommend it because it's almost like a you're punching. I don't know if you're punching sideways, what you're doing, where you're mm-hmm. punching, but it doesn't sound like you're punching up. Right. Right. So I'm just telling. I just tell you the truth. You know, no, that I, makes I, sense. I, I'm not trying to be a cocksucking piece of shit, though I am. Um, <laughs> though I am. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have something else to say? He's not good. I know. What do you want no, to say? So he's when you're lovely. when you're he's saying new. when you're gray. saying the the colors, the colors of the flag. Don't mm-hmm. go with anything, <laughs> match funny. with anything in the apartment. That's really funny. That's really I funny. think you can get more specific in, 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 in not an act out necessarily, but kind of be like, this, this doesn't go with like specific things right. in the apartment. Like it's someone's actual apartment. It's like, this doesn't go with this armoire. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this paunch. Like, yeah, yeah. Pick, so, a, pick a weird cause, artist. Because that's, like, that's a funny a um, tag, and I think you can go further even. Okay, nice. No, no, no. Nagel is the name. 
a Nagel. A Nagel is a is a he's an artist from the eighties. You remember Nagel? Yeah, remember the art from the late. Oh, I knew that was gonna happen. That's why. You remember? Um, okay, everybody, ch- everybody, clap. That was that was wonderful. Clap for RVA. Yay, RVA, you did great. Yay. So if you ever, whenever you want comments, you just after. So did you have a comp- comment? Yeah, just tell him. Just tell him. Yeah, it's up. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, well, yeah, they said a lot of what I was going to say. Yeah, like that that set is going to be a little bit tougher because, you know, like it is pretty offensive. Like you're coming off really hot with like your black dad stuff, but that was different because you had a black dad. So that's like, that gives you a huge like pass. Uh, but like, so if you're going to work, like obviously like, you know, I encourage you to keep working on it. Uh, like one of the things that you might be able to do is like the way you deliver stuff, you're very like kind of stone faced, like something as simple as like smiling while you're saying stuff, you know, and like your body language. It would like probably help a decent amount just to make it a little bit more lighthearted, uh, which is uh, you know yeah if you want to try that out because normally when you're up there you just have like you're just very stern and like your delivery could come off like it's gonna be t- like it's fine here at open mics you know what I mean? and like so yeah stuff like that uh, something like that like smiling and like you know being a, a be little fucking with charming it. Harvey come on fucking be charming he's lovely oh they're all gonna tell yeah talk to him tell him. You can say stuff if you want, but it's, like, it's no, all. No, I mean, yeah, I guess like, no. It's a good point that like Spencer was pointing out how like the flag was like. I feel like the one crucial part of your set was talking about like oh like the flag won't go well with my apartment or something like that. Like it was something at stake pretty much. I feel like when you're like talking about the flag and everything else, there's nothing really at stake. There's nothing really that's crucial to you, and I don't think that's like uh, getting the point across. It's. How do you feel about the flag? Like almost learning about, you're just teaching us what the flags mean. You're like, this means that. This color means this. I learned about this, but you never really were. That's why I think the flag is up. The department needs a whole redo right now. It's all fucking crazy. A whole new wardrobe. Something like that. But see, you just need to have something at stake, I guess. Personal. Yay for RVA! All right, we have a couple comedians left, and we're all hanging out. It's great. And your next comedian, he's so wonderful and funny. He runs a bunch of stuff for Hella Funny, and it's lovely. Put your hands together. Is there taupe tomorrow? It's the Fourth of July. Are they doing taupe? Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just. OMG wants me to run it. He's like, it's gonna be open. Do I want to run OMG tomorrow? Do I? I mean, I don't. I don't have anything else to do, so I might as well. Or. I get a billion tokens. I already have a billion tokens. I fucking eat those things. Put your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Comedy holiday pay is just extra drink tokens. Time and a half of drink tokens. Which Lord of the Rings are you from? Yeah, that's right. No, the other elf in the fucking room. Yeah, you, you fuck. Yeah, shut up, Legolas. I don't need to hear it, all right? I already know. You're in all of them. Shut up. Jesus Christ, dude. They couldn't even kill off Legolas in the new ones, huh? In the, in the Hobbit movie. They still needed to have him, this sexy ass. With the, and this is what pisses me off about Lord of the Rings. And this is a riff. And you can, I'm going to let Harvey talk about my, my comedy after this. Don't worry. Don't worry, okay? This is the deal, dude. I'm fucking sick of it, dude. 
Legolas is sexy ass. Orlando Bloom. He's sexy as fuck. Why does he need CGI eyes? He doesn't need fake eyes. He's hot. I'll fuck him. I'll let him fuck me. I don't give a fuck. I'll let him fuck my mother. Are you kidding me? I'll let him shove himself inside of me and wear me like a fucking suit. Are you fucking kidding me? CGI? He doesn't need CGI. He doesn't need it. Put some makeup on his ears, make him little pointies, and he's perfect. Put a wig on him. Slap his ass to him. Get in the game. Talk about it all, but that you just you fucked me up. That's your fault. You did this. You fuck. Go back to Merkwood, you piece of shit. We don't serve your kind here, okay? It's hobbits and dwarves only in here, okay? Only ugly fucks are allowed. Comedy's not pretty. Leave. Elvin fucking Matt Rife in the fucking audience, dude. I'm so sick of it, dude. Here's the deal, all right. And I have a lot of piss on me jokes, uh, and I do, and I, and I mean them. They're not really jokes. It's a cry for help, okay? It's a cry for some fucking hydration, okay? But not every trick chick is into peeing on. You. I don't know if you know this. So what you do is you tell them to squirt. Here's what you do, Spencer Devine. I don't need the fucking, I don't need ad-libs for my stand-up, okay? We're not the fucking Migos of comedy, all right? Mama, stop. Jesus fucking Christ. I was in the middle of a goddamn new one, too. You piece of shit. Why Quavo got shot and killed, dude. What was it, Offset? Which one? They're all the same, aren't they? You want to be offensive? Do it, Harvey! Say it or don't. Get off the pot or shit. My mother would not like Denise Lee. I don't give a fuck. She was saying there's a lot of white males who don't like the joke, but all their moms will love me. No, she won't. I'll tell you what, she won't. It's the truth. I don't give a fuck. You laugh or you don't. Take a fucking joke or take the fucking nine up there, dude. I don't give a fuck. Not all chicks are into peeing on you, dude. So, you know, and that's the truth. It's the truth. They're not all into peeing on you. And really, in the reality, in the grand scheme of things, dude, you just tell them to squirt on you and they know the drill. What is that, a thinker? What do you have your, what do you, what are you looking like you're on Gilligan's Island with your, and you're just stuck thinking you weren't even here for the mushrooms. Why do you look like the stoned ape theory in human form? You look like the stoned ape theory with legs, dude. Relax. Take a breather. Get off the Adderall. Do something with your life. Be an adult, would you? I don't need to know. I don't need to know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're all fucked up. You need help, dude. I got a link for betterhelp.com, dude. I'll get $5 off each subscription, so you better get on there, dude. Now, I'll tell you right now, man, I was on betterhelp.com. I was going to sign up for therapy. I really was. I was thinking about getting therapy. I was like, I need help because I'm unwell, you know what I mean? I'm not right, you know? And uh, no, I'm serious. And I got on there, and I was thinking about it. I was like, hey, man, here's the deal. I got all of the problems, right? So I just check it. It's like a whole survey to get help. You got to do this whole survey, right? And I'm like, okay, cool. They're, I haven't heard about a prize. I'm like, cool. Yeah, I got that problem. This, I want, and then they gave me this option. It was like, what kind of therapist do you want? Do you want a woman? Do you want a color? Do you want to be gay? Do you want to be this, or that, and the other? I clicked all of them because I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. I Give me anybody. Just give me anybody. Take, just listen to me talk. Fuck. I'm checking all the boxes. Just, yes. 
I get to the end, it's two hundred fifty fucking dollars a month. It's like fuck that, I'm going to OnlyFans. How much help I can get for two hundred fifty fucking dollars? I mean, I have pairs of underwear and socks and all kinds of things I can get, dude. Fuck you, dude. I'm going OnlyFans. Fuck BetterHelp.com. The only person who can comment on this set is Harvey, and time starts now, so think. Yay! Mark Doyer, that was amazing. That was amazing. That was frightening, and it, it felt like a performance art, and thank you for giving them the business. Okay, we've got a couple comedians left, me included, and it'd be great if everyone would stay, because otherwise there's... No one left, but the people left to go are um, Melinda and James and Pam. And did you want to go up again? And I forget your name, Hulin. I always forget your name. So there's the four of us still have to go, and it's Legolas now. Yes. So it looks like James is going to the potty. Melinda, do you want to go up? Everybody, put your hands together for Melinda! Yay! Maybe. Um, hi. <laughs> um, okay. So I just got back from New Orleans. Um, yeah, you know, you know, this is my family down there. Yeah, New Orleans is great. I mean, it's got some problems. It's got, you know, still gendered bathrooms and stuff like that. But we just only have um, Mardi Gras beads on the um, street sidewalks. There are no pee or needle, so that's cool. But every time I go to visit my family, I try to come out as something different for them, you know, like, you know, you know try to like, just shock them, go like, you know, See if I can hit, hit them up with anything weird. This past time, I'm like, I've told them I finally identify as a cat. So, you know, and cats, I don't know if, you know, there is some people that actually identify as cats in San Francisco. I'm sure everyone's, I'm hoping everyone's heard of the puppy people. Puppies, you know, that you might see at the Folsom Street Fair. They're normally the really, you know, um, gay men with a really great um, uh, Jim Bunny sort of body. So I know that's the wrong species. You know, really hot with the little boots on and the little short shorts and the little puppy masks. They're so cute. I don't know if you've seen them, but they're, they're adorable. I love them. They're my favorite thing at the Folsom Street Fair because I like to, you know, somebody I can pet and that just wolfs at me. You know, that's all I really want in a man. Um, and so, but I've come out as a cat and cats are a little different than puppies. We don't have the elaborate outfits. You know, we're more cash. We just like try to go, you know, a little glam, a little, you know, you know, um, sleek and sophisticated, but mostly, you know, in something that's comfortable enough that you can ball up in a nice sunspot and sleep in. Also something that's very um, wash and wear, which sounds great, except for, you know, most fabrics taste like shit. So, like, so that's sort of hard. But cats in general, it's, you know, it's a good thing to be because, like, for starters, no one can judge you um, when you nap all day and just, you know, sort of just lay in the sun and are lazy because that's just what cats do. Also, all those dudes that go up in the street and call me yo, yo mama, yo baby, stuff like that, when I ignore them and they just call me a bitch, I can go like, no, I'm not a bitch. I'm a cat. I'm just fucking indifferent. You know, so, which is a good way to get past all the guys, you know, which is pretty good. Of course, when I came out as a cat to my family, they were fairly indifferent, so I think the whole family's cat. Um, but yeah, I mean, I keep trying that every time. I've also come out as purple, which I, yes, which I guess everyone now knows about purple. Has I don't know if they know that's when you're red and blue together, like you pick the in between. Actually, um, who was it? Woody Harrelson came out on a Saturday Night Live as purple. I have to say that actually 
I announced my family that I was purple before that came out. So I'm like, God damn it, he stole my material. You know, I'm like, I don't know how, but, you know, he did. Um, also, I've come out as pink, which is people in numerous clans. Not as, like, clans like the Ku Klux Klan, but, like, as, <laughs> but as Scottish clans. Because that is, like, my family, you know, because we're Scottish, you know. And I keep writing that on, like, every time they ask you, you know, ethnicity, I, like, I put other, and I put down pink. I'm hoping eventually someone will notice that and ask. But, yeah, and I guess the whole world's sort of like a cat, fucking indifferent. Um, like, no one cares. Oh, shit. So, yeah, but that is basically, you know, I've, what else have I come out? as Wiccan. I think I've mentioned this once before in a, you know, a failed comedy set. Um, but, uh, so... Every time, but I try to do that for my family because, you know, I think in San Francisco you can come out as, like, what? I think there's a law. You can come out as five or six different things. You can make up shit, you know, pretty much. It's like anytime I talk to someone new, I mean, I find out new stuff. Do you know there are Discordians out there? Has anyone heard about the Discordians? No. There's people that actually go around causing chaos and, like, trouble in the world, and they're a group called the Discordians. I mean, I didn't know this. I just thought they were just dumb shitheads. But, you know, like, whatever. You know, but you have to have a nice name. There's also a Muppet tribe. You know, people that have the Church of the Muppets. It's just very bizarre. You can come up with anything you want. It could be like a homework assignment, really. You know, next time I see you, I want you to come up with something really unusual about that you could be. I feel like this is the crowd that could come up with really fucked up shit. So... That's basically my whole set. That's my homework assignment. That's it. So thank you. Yay, Melinda! Yes, Clan of the Cave Bear. That was very funny. Not, not the clan. I know homework. Oh my God! Three comedians left. Stick around. Your next comedian. He runs an open mic on Thursdays uh, at six thirty at uh, the hotel. Not hotel. You do the Edinburgh Castle. Put your hands together for James Uakawa. All right, okay, and uh, I do want to be critiqued, so I want to bring that up. But last time, yeah, I guess I wanted to be roasted. Shit, but I didn't, that didn't happen, but fucking A. So go ahead and roast all you guys want, you know? Shit, is Mark Norrie still here? Fuck. No, when he pointed that out, I was just sort of like, no, that's my autistic brain looking for the punchline and shit, you know? Like, looking away. That's how I react to every, like, punchline. It's just sort of like that one meme of the woman, just like the floating math equations and shit like that. That's just me just sort of like, oh, fuck, just seeing what's going to happen right now. But uh, fucking A, hopefully it wasn't here, shit. But god damn, okay, you know what, you guys? Uh, I think my YouTube algorithm, man, is like gaslighting me because I've been getting ads for BetterHelp, Remote Therapy, and other ads of like, uh, Seven Signs You May Have Adult Autism. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, YouTube. What are you trying to tell me right now? Am I depressed and autistic, or am I depressed because I am autistic? Is it like a bundle deal, or can I have one without the other? Can I just take enough SSRIs and hopefully this autism will go away, you know? But no, clearly YouTube was like looking through my search history and they're like, well, you watch anime and ASMR videos of rugs being deep cleaned. You're probably on the spectrum, my guy. Yeah, ASMR videos of rugs being deep cleaned is better than white noise. It's great to fall asleep to. It's highly recommended. But no, I feel like, you know, just pretty much like, yeah, you see enough of these recommended videos on YouTube. It's just sort of like, oh, yeah, how, like how to tell your coworkers you are autistic, uh, how to have a functional relationship when you are autistic. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm starting to identify with these videos, you know, 
Because I feel like a lot of people, they go down this like YouTube conspiracy rabbit hole. They become like all right and QAnon and shit and flat earthers. Meanwhile, I'm just going down this uh, YouTube autistic rabbit hole, learning how to maintain eye contact. Just with you, Mark. Just you and me. We're, share we're sharing a vulnerable moment right now. Yes. I can do this as long as I want, Pam, until I run the light. Ah, uh, no. I think I feel like a tear coming up right now, Mark. I think if we just shared a whole life together and shit, you know? Like a montage of you being born, me being born, Asian, white, it doesn't really matter. We're still at the same spot right now. Taking an ayahuasca trip. But no, yeah, that's how I start out my day, you guys, is having a YouTube staring contest, you know? But yeah, I feel like it'd be weird, though, to tell my parents that I am autistic, you know? Like, they're immigrant parents, so I'd be like, hey, mom, dad, I think I may be autistic. And they're just gonna be like, oh, autism, autism, boy, uh, autist, gay? I'm like, wait, what? No! We had this conversation back in high school. This is something that's completely different. And you know what? They're just going to be like, wait, does this mean we're going to have grandchildren? I'm like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe this autism explains why I'm still single, man. Okay, uh, how many minutes was that, Pam? Three? Okay, fuck, all right. All right, I think that's it, though. Try to do something for the Alameda Comedy Club. Two and a half minutes! Okay, all right, that's it, though. Just so you know what it feels like, 321, okay. 22. But yeah, you did all your material was exactly in three minutes. I just didn't let you because I was like, I wanted to wait till the punchline seemed right. And I was okay. like, oh, I'll do. No, but I, because I figured you wanted your full four minutes. I didn't realize no, you were no, practicing no, no. something. Yeah, that was, well, then you were exactly at three minutes. Yay, James, yay. Okay, so you wanted comments and stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I think if you're going down the, the path of the, um, of the videos getting recommended. At some point, the videos should get so specific that they're just calling you out by name. Oh, like Asian autistic. No, they're like, <laughs> they're like, James, you're <laughs> autistic. <laughs> just, just straight up, they're, they're talking, they're, yeah. like titles of videos with your name and the, they're like they're talking to you. Oh, okay, nice. Um, also, um, you have a habit to, of saying, you know. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I know that. You know. I know. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah. So just watch that. It didn't really interfere with the comedy at all, but I noticed it. But okay. it, it, he makes a good point. You have three minutes for that show. Every word weighs a ton. Yes. There's no extraneous. If there's an extra word, cut it. Don't say um. Don't say ah. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't say you know. No filler. It's got to all point to a punchline. Yeah. Boom. 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 Yeah. Cl cl okay, club yeah. owners don't like ums, ahs, likes. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. they don't like those. You got to tighten it up. Don't, you Thank you, Mark. Tighten it up. I know, yeah. But Mark laughed specifically on that gay joke. Oh, on yeah. That, on the, dude. Uh, the, 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 you good. do the accent, but the saying the art, autist, autistic, and then saying, oh, right. is it gay? Uh, uh, you got a big, I heard from in here, I heard Mark laugh from out there. So that's a good, Mark, that's no, a good really indication. Funny. Mark has, Mark has a big really heart. Well, but he also has a disgusting sense of humor, so it's yeah. the bottom of the, I mean, I, yeah. I mean. Bottom line, you need to tighten it up, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I did like, okay. that. I now, did like okay. that crowd work, though, that you that's did. Just, that's a funny, that's um, a funny concept. And that's a good point you just brought up, because you kind of used a little crowd work in your set that you planned to do for the... 
Alameda comedy. That's great because yeah. I didn't know that. And it's worked into the three minutes and you took a lot of time. You even mentioned that you're like, I can take all day, but you couldn't because you only have three minutes. So that's a smart little, no, but that's a smart little play on it. That was really funny. And that you took the time and connect. Yeah, and you, yeah, and he was, yeah. I was on 90 milligrams of Adderall every day too, just like you, dude. I'm telling you. No, but it's, it's a good, it's autism, dude. I even put, I even put a smiley face. Spectrum I put it, I put a smiley face by the eye contact bit. I was like, oh, I didn't know you, this was for your Alameda thing, but I like the eye contact bit because it's crowd work. But you know what you're gonna out. say. Yeah, I can you can stretch it. Don't stretch it out. Don't no, but stretch it out. <laughs> yeah, make it like three, four seconds. Just don't like you did. Like a weirdo about it. But okay, that was so perfect we'll because well, you you only have three minutes in that yeah. set, so you yeah. don't want to take too much. Lines. Give them bangers, bro. <laughs> yeah. Don't be looking at people all weird. Just give them bangers, bro. Yeah, that's true, Mark. Give them the fucking business, dude. Yeah. Even summarize that too. You think I'm autistic? Look at this. <laughs> And then just stare at someone somebody. real intensely. Tell your parents listen, happy 4th of July, bitch. Oh, my goodness. Yes, of course. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Uh, hey, thanks, James. Yay, okay, James. All right. Yay. Okay, we have two comics left. Um, it's going to be your next comic and then me. Everybody put your hands together for Coolidge. Hi. My name is Coolin. Uh, being called Legolas might be my favorite thing to be yelled at since uh, being called the dirty little slut. Um, I think we need a new way to rate how hot someone is. I think the 1 to 10 scale isn't working, doesn't give me enough information. I think we need to base it off something that gives more information. Maybe what STDs would you be okay getting from someone? Someone might be herpes hot. Are they gonorrhea gorgeous? Are they, this is, this might be the grossest bit I, I do here, but I think it just, that's the information you really need in rating how hot someone is. Um, but I was talking to my friend the other day. He has an incredibly hot girlfriend, gonorrhea gorgeous. Um, and I was talking to him about dental hygiene. And he was telling me how when you kind of brush your teeth, one of the benefits is that the toothpaste stays on your teeth. And so when you use mouthwash, it can actually wash it off. Uh, and so he said to me that he flosses and then uses mouthwash and then brushes his teeth. And so I said to him, I really want to fuck your girlfriend. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been a rough couple of weeks. We, uh, we lost uh, all those billionaires. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, we lost the Unabomber. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, to be fair, one of those is, is probably for the best, and the other one is the death of Ted Kaczynski. Um, uh, you guys know the movie The Wolf of Wall Street? Crazy movie, right? Yeah, no, it's uh, insane. Great movie, but it's about a real person, like a, a real guy, and he's still out there scamming people. He sells shirts that say, I, I will not die sober. He, he's like... I mean, this would be like if O.J. Simpson killed his wife and, and got to make money off of a book about it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, bad example. But, uh, no, but throughout the whole movie, he's just a shithole. He like, just does cocaine, fucks hookers, and cheats on his wife. And I'm just staunchly against cheating on your wife. So uh, I think he's morally uh, just a bad guy. And, and honestly, it is, it's so insane that he, 
that he like still gets to be rich, he still gets to be famous, he still gets to be a celebrity. I, it makes me so mad. I just like I start spiraling. I, I need to. Sometimes I just need to talk to someone. So I was talking to my friend the other day, and I told him I really want to fuck your girlfriend. All right. Thank you. That's been my time. There was only two minutes and 42 seconds, by the way. Okay. But that was, that was, uh, you, we were dying back here. I didn't hear that joke that was after that. Because the the first thing with the, I want to fuck your girlfriend, that was, we were dying back. We were losing it so hard. I didn't listen to whatever joke was after that. You're like heroin, dude. You're hilarious. No, you're really funny, dude. You're like Mitch Hedberg and Norm if they had a heroin baby. You're great. (laughs) I'm open to any, anyone has any critique. Seriously, I, I, this, I don't do I, I, this is like I, I'm my very first few sets. I really would love if anyone has like any comments or critiques. Uh, you could hit that last pot tag harder, especially since it's the callback. Uh, just be like, I'm, uh, or like it could even be like, I fucked your girlfriend. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> if you want to progress it, yeah, uh, yeah. I, dude, wash your hair and then and then we'll be really on point, dude. You and me. We can go on tour, dude. If you just wash your hair, I'll tell you right now. Wash your ass a little bit. We'll be fine, dude. I love you. You're doing great. All right. Uh, I'll keep that in mind. Any other comments? Put your hands together for coolin'. Yay! Right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. He doesn't get a last name. Mark's got all the comments today. Um, okay, I'm going to do my time. Okay, clap for me. Thank you for, thank you for staying. I'm like, do, does do any of these work, dear God? Who knows? It's fine. Okay. Hi. Thanks for staying. It's really kind of you guys. Hi, people out there. You're waving at them. Hello. Yay. I'm sad. I'm sad, you guys. It's a full moon tonight too. That's exciting. That's cool. Um, I also now identify as a cat. I just felt the whiskers on my chin. Holy fuck, I'm a cat. Are you kidding me? Like, I was like, ugh. Try to pluck. That's the only thing I miss about my ex-boyfriend, to be honest, is that he used to pluck my face. He'd get really up close because I'm, like, blind. I can't see anything without my reading glasses, and I'm like, can't see. I'm like, ah, and this light sun can't figure anything out. And, and I, ah, is that what I look like when I have him on? It's too much for me. But my ex-boyfriend used to pluck my face. And I missed that. Uh, there was one time we were at the bus stop. The only thing I miss about him, so I want to wax you know, ro- romantic about it. We were at the bus stop, and the sun was streaming on my face. And he looked at me, and he said, you are so beautiful. There's a hair right there. Do you have the tweezers? <laughs> and he went in my bag, because I have a tiny little, the tiny little, um, what are they called? A Swiss Army knife. I have the tiny tweezers. And then he plucked... He plucked my face at the 27 bus stop. I know, in the streaming light. I was just like, yes. Anyways, so I just lost an esthetician. Like, that's it. That's, that's my life. I just miss my ex. can't afford one. That's not what I want to talk about, but I can't stop feeling these things on my face. And I, I'm afraid to put my glasses on because I look in the mirror and I'm like, ah! And doctors say... No, doctors say you're supposed to do one thing every day that scares you, and that's it. Like, putting my reading glasses on and looking in the mirror, I'm like, that's what I really look like. Oh, my God. It is. <gasps> Woo! It's a lot. Like, I, I, I can put on makeup without. I used to put on makeup in the car when I was driving. I mean, I can put it on with not, in a, easy. But I can't look in a mirror in the. Woo! 
I'm a Monet. I look real good from far away, and you get up close, and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? Uh, cat hair, apparently. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat, and I want to shave him. And I want to knit a sweater out of his fur. And I want to make him wear it. Because I'm crazy! I'm losing it. I'm fucking losing it. No, uh, I, I know, I like, without my cats, I really, oof, I, I can't afford therapy. I loved your joke. Like, yeah, exactly. Therapy, are you fucking, give me a, people are like, well, you should talk to your friends. I'm like, friends? What are those? How long do you do comedy? They're no friends. Um, so I talk to my cats, and they're great little therapists, and they, anyway, meow, and they love me, and it's, they're amazing. And, um, they masturbate next with not, okay, so like when I'm at, they put the, sometimes, <laughs> okay, so do you know how soft a cat's paw is? Do you know how soft a cat's paw? It's so soft. So sometimes when I'm masturbating, my cat will take his paw and put it on my lower back, you know, so I can feel loved. <laughs> and right before I'm going to come, he's like, ah, he puts that, to let me know who's boss. No, I love, I love my cats and I know, know that, I know for a fact that they love me. Because uh, I was using my, my dildo's name is Pink Floyd, because it's pink. And Floyd, uh, anyways, Mark's seen it. He's slept in my, he's seen both of them. So I'm going at it with Pink Floyd, and I finish up, and I put it kind of next to me. And the cat, my cat doesn't just sniff it. He, like, licks it. Right? Meaning that my cat loves me. Uh, or w women really do taste like tuna. <laughs> Either way, these aged purple lips are a fine sashimi. Ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It's dark and purpled with age. It's a really old joke. Thinking about bringing back some cat jokes. I don't know. It's bestiality, a verging on the edge. And people are like, what is she doing with her cats? Nothing. Here's the thing. When my cat masturbates, no, he does. And he does. And he does this little thing like he's a ha ha ha. And he's fixed. I mean, he doesn't have balls or whatever, but a little bead of wetness comes out to the end of his kitty crayon. Like, it comes out to the end, and then it's like, lands on the comforter. And uh, so I smelled it. You know, do you know what cat cum smells like? Nothing. It doesn't smell like anything. It was just like a little, I don't know. It was like nothing. It didn't, smell, it didn't smell like anything. But cats masturbate. Okay, I'm going to let you, I've been holding you hostage for five minutes now. I'm going to let you. Uh, is that, is the, is the, is the cat stuff, is that too, is that too gross? It's pretty, it's pretty hacky though. I mean, the women really do taste like tuna. It's an old, 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 old joke. It's like an eight-year-old joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn up, um, put mic three up. Three, number three, three, three. Or one. There up. you go. There uh, you go. I think it, what's funny is because I have seen both of those. And uh -huh. No, and it's funny because one day, because you said the process of cleaning your dildos, God bless you, that you need to do it or else you're going to get a UTI. Got to clean your dildos. And the first time I had seen them, and it was like, your, of your right? I was like, okay, you know what I mean? No in my problem. kitchen. In the I was like, they're hanging out, no problem, right? And then I came over, there, I think it was, I woke up the next day, that's comedy life for you. And I woke up the next day and then they were on the clean side. <laughs> so they were in the cycle. That You have to add that to your, don't fall, Pam. <laughs> Take a breather. Okay? Lunchtime's <laughs> over. Go back to your fucking room, dude. 
So here's the deal, dude. I'm telling you right now, you gotta add that. You had you, you clean them like a like a gentleman, like a lady. You know what I mean? You yeah, it was on the side, and then it was on the clean side the next day. Yeah, you guys all talk about your dicks. I could talk about my bed. Okay, thanks for being here tonight. Oh, what's up? Find a microphone. Oh. Oh, that that. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, I need to. What, I need what to James get said, in. What James said, but not on a microphone. I need to do. That, I need to find really a better name. I need to find a better name. I can't remember the name of the guy, the actual name of the guy who sent me the email. That sucks because I. It was such a good name, and I just need a oh, better that's, name. That's funny. So I keep it's saying Boris, but it's, it's not the right name. Like, like Steven or something. Or yeah, Jack. I mean, I don't know. Okay, thank you. Yeah. So I've, I've been struggling with the name, because I, but I deleted it because no, I was so white. scared. I was like, he's in my computer! I haven't touched that computer since. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh, Honest Charlie, we were just finishing. Does, does everybody want to, is everybody want to hear Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Honest Charlie! Hey, Mutiny. It's, um... So, it could be a choose-your-own-adventure. I have uh, some jokes I could tell, or I could deliver a campaign speech that I've been working on. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's not too funny, but um, I would like to work on it. And uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I stand before you today, not as someone merely seeking office, but as a fellow citizen, sharing in the dreams and concerns that touch every one of us in this magnificent city we call home. I'm here because the hour calls for decisive action. Because the path forward, the path we're on, <coughs> is simply unsustainable. And the time for change is now. The city of San Francisco has been a beacon of hope, a symbol of diversity, and a canvas of technological advancement and social progress. Yet, in recent years, we find ourselves plagued by deep-seated issues, economic inequality, housing crisis, chronic homelessness, and the painful realities of substance abuse and mental health issues are etching their mark on our city's story. We cannot turn a blind eye to the struggles of our fellow San Franciscans. We cannot simply pass by on the other side of the street when our neighbors are sleeping on that very pavement. We need to summon the courage and resolve to tackle these problems, not by offering quick fixes or token gestures, but by implementing profound and systemic changes. We, cannot afford to <clears throat> we can no longer afford to silo ourselves into our own self-interest. The problems of one district in San Francisco are the problems of every district. And the promise of San Francisco is not just for a privileged few, but for each and every one of us. We need to recognize that we are bound together in a single garment of destiny, that the suffering of one is the suffering of all. It is time we realize that change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. We have the capacity, the talent, and the commitment to rise above our challenges and build a city that stands as a testament to what is best about our shared humanity. If I'm elected your mayor, I pledge to devote all my strength and task, uh, strength and will to these tasks, to forge alliances that will result in sustainable and affordable housing for all, 
to establish mental health care programs that are comprehensive, accessible, and destigmatized, to build an economic structure that promotes equitable growth and opportunity. Together, we can shape the narrative of our city. We can tell a tale of compassion, of resilience, and of triumph. We can tell a tale of a city that meets its challenges head on, that values the contributions of each of its residents, and that shares its prosperity, prosperity <laughs> equitably among all. A tale of a city that doesn't just talk about problems, but actively creates solutions. In this moment, I'm asking you to believe in the possibility of a better San Francisco. Believe that together we can bring about meaningful change. Believe that we can be the authors of a new chapter in our city's history. A chapter marked not by despair, but by hope and progress. Our challenges may be vast, but so too is our collective strength. So let us marshal that strength. Let us move forward, not with a spirit of fear, but with a spirit of hope and determination and laughter. Together, we can restore the promise of a San Francisco, ensuring that the city remains a beacon of hope, progress, and prosperity. Thank you. I'm honest, Charlie. Good night. Yay. Charlie, stay up there. We got comments. I got comments, We got comments. Dude. I could use them. Yeah. No, I know. Hey, dude, <laughs> you didn't mention fentanyl not once. And let me tell you, dog. No. <laughs> let me tell you why Trump won. Here's the deal, yeah. dude. You got to say it with conviction. You got to mean what you're saying. You, you got to memorize you gotta, it. And you have to, Number one, that, it that, has to be memorized. Absolutely. You, if you can't even do it for, if you can't even, and I love you, but you were fumbling and because you, you're reading, right? Yeah. You got to memorize it. You got to memorize it. Yeah, you I just wrote it on it, Saturday. You got to mean what you're saying. You got to yeah. fucking really, you know, you, and I know it was, the way I felt about your, your speech because you were looking at the phone, which makes you look like you're looking down, which is like a, a sense of, you want to look at the people. Yeah. Right? Whoever you, whatever, even if you're looking at a, a, a fucking a, a webcam, look at it and say what you are saying. Don't just recite it, but say it, mean it, yeah. conviction. Actually fucking feel that shit. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and also, you know what I mean? And that's it, man. And also talk about fentanyl because this shit's a fucking problem. And I'll tell you right now, bro, if you want to run for mayor, dude, I hope you do something about this fucking fentanyl problem, dude, because it's killing people. Bad. And, and the, the poop. Shit. I told do him the poop. the poop. Do something about the poop. Run do something about run on the don't let us. We got to stop yes. running on the poop. Get what? Uh, that that microphone. That. Yeah. That's right. Start with open carry, dude. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, memorize. If you memorize yeah. that speech, you'll be great. And it's it's if it's next Saturday, you have plenty of time. It's only. No, I wrote it. I wrote it on Saturday. Oh, you so, wrote it on Saturday. Yeah. When so do that's. You, when I, do you but I've, it? I've been uh, trying to memorize it since, but I've yeah. had only try, like 48 do, hours. Do oh, it. No, you'll yeah. get it. You, it's it's um it's just under four minutes. It's perfect. It's like three three minutes thirty seconds. And if you really, taught, if you really have, if you're really saying what's behind it because you have it memorized really well and they're your words, it'll be great. Like you're saying all the right things, but also yeah, fentanyl and poop. Yeah. I, I mentioned uh, substance abuse, but yeah, drilling down to fentanyl as well as poop. Yeah. Well, no, but there was a, um, I mean, it happened right, uh, right before, or right at the, something about, co right before COVID or something, and, it, and they don't, didn't release what bar it was in the mission, but uh, 12 people overdosed, and three died, and the other ones were in the hospital, and it was in a mission bar, but they didn't release what was the name of. I do. 
Oh, it was Gazelle. And they they broke down the door, the bathroom door. Because the people all used the same baggie they bought, it, and it was laced, and almost every, three people died. And that shit's like, and when that happened in this neighborhood, and I'm like, whoa, because, you know. I've at the Crazy Horse, too, when I was working there. crazy shit there, yeah. A, a person oh, dies every 10 to 12 hours Listen, due to fentanyl in this hey. city. <laughs> I love you, dude. Good shit. I love you. No, I got some room for improvement. Thank you. Yay, everybody. Come here. Honest Charlie. Yay. Okay, well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. You're all wonderful. We do this every Monday. We also have a show on... Uh, did we just... You two real people, or are you like actual audience people? We were just finishing up. Do you want to laugh at some people? I was just going to ask and say, Mark Norrier, do you want to give them the business? Can you promise not to scare them away? Okay. Uh, hey, but hey, put your hands together, everybody. It's Mark Neuer. Yay! Scare you to death. You're already scared. You're all the way in the back. Look at you. You're, you're sitting next to who knows what that is. That's Grimace's cousin right there. Look at him go, dude, right? Jesus Christ. Hey, dude, I'll tell you right now. You guys, what are you guys doing? A date? Your brother and sister, what are you doing? Are you still on a date? What are you doing? 20 year anniversary. Wow. I hate that, dude. That's uh, disgusting. You guys married? Oh my God! How do you do it, dude? Fuck that! Do you know how much? Do you know how much communication is, it takes to be married, let alone for 20, 20 years? Fuck that, dude! I get, I just get nauseous thinking about it, dude. All the, all the questions, the accusations. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. I don't want to go on dates. I don't want to be on an anniversary. I just want you to pee on me. That's all I want. That's all I want you to do, okay? That's it. What do you want from me? That's it. That's all I want, all right? You know, and, and so, how am I supposed to bring that up over soup and salad, right? Unlimited breadsticks. How am I supposed to? Fuck Olive Garden. You know what I mean? Fuck Olive Garden. I'm tired of it, dude. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Maybe, maybe soup is the best option, right, for that conversation, right? Give me your clam chowder, right? Not all chicks are into you peeing on it. We can agree, right? But you just tell them to score on you, they know the drill, right? They, they get it. They know what time it is. God bless. That's a, that's a new joke. This is the joke workshop. You're welcome, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm working out my... I already screamed at them enough. They were here, you know? And they heard about the... They don't always want you to pee on you. Because they don't. But I want them to, you know? Some, of you, some people say that it's not pee, it's squirt. I don't care. In my mouth, please. Okay, great. That's all. I, I don't give a fuck. Just the, the, the moisture in my mouth. Thanks. Right? Jesus. I don't know if you've realized, but I'm a disgusting human being. I'm really. No, I am. I just got an email today from fleshlight.com, dude. I swear to God. I know I did. I swear. I love. And I'm in a committed relationship with my fleshlight, so it makes sense. That's how my fleshlight communicates with me is through email. That's how it happened, dude. I swear, dude. No, I love the fleshlight, dude. I love my fleshlight so much, dude. That's a silicone vagina, for those that don't know. I, it's not even just... No, I have all of them. I have the whole catalog. I own the whole catalog. I own the silicone asshole. They got everything. They, do they have a, a, a torso with just nipples? Oh, dude, I, it's in my freezer for continuity purposes. You know what I mean? It's there, right in my freezer where it belongs, right? Ready for supper. It's perfect. How else will I come if it's not in my freezer, right? Lotion's already on there. Everything's perfect. You guys just missed the Mother's Day special. It was just a throat. Dude, the fleshlight's on top of it, dude. Their marketing is on top of it. I love it, dude. 
I love the fleshlight. But you go online, you read the reviews for the flesh for the fleshlight. Have you ever read the reviews? You look like somebody who would write the reviews for a fleshlight. You really do. You look like a fleshlight with legs, dude. I love you. You're you're all right. So no, but you do. You look like somebody. And they're always the same. Get original, would you? Because they're always the same. Every comment is always the same. It always says the same exact thing. The comments, are the, the reviews for the fleshlight, it's always the same exact thing. It always says, well, it doesn't feel like the real thing. It's a hole. But it's a hole, right? It's a hole. Fuck it. What do you want it to do? Your laundry? Grow up. What is it that you would like it to do? I mean, really. You spit on it and you shut up. That's what you do. It's great. It's perfect. It's wonderful. It doesn't talk during my set. It's perfect. It's so good. I love the fleshlight. Please. But, you, but, but here's the deal. It doesn't really feel like the real thing, right? It does, it, it's fantastic. Okay? But it doesn't really feel like the real thing. So what I did is I, I well, what I did, I, I went on Craigslist. No, I did, no, I did, and I bought, no, I, no, and I bought a used one. I did, I, I bought a used one. No, I did, I bought a used one. You're all used, shut up. You're all, every last one of these has been fucked, okay? 20 years in your virgins, please. What kind of reverse Christianity is this? Please. Tell, tell death do us part. That's a fucked up thing, isn't it? Dude, fuck, dude, I didn't ask you a goddamn thing. No, I know, dude. I, I see, this is my problem, because I was raised Christian. I have a lot of Christian friends. I always bring them my problems, my woes, my concerns. They're always like, well, have you, have you thought about talking? To, have you thought about bringing your problems to God? That's a Christian's way of saying, I don't want to talk to you right now. Okay, great. Um, thank you so much. My name is Mark Neuer. Thank you. Yay, Mark Neuer. And another secret set from another one of my favorite comedians. It's Bizarre Divine. Yay. Hi, my name is Spencer Divine, and I am much more palatable than your last comedian. I I look like a teddy bear. I sound like a dehumidifier. It's, just, it's a lot going on. I look like, you know, people will be like, oh, you look like blank and blank had a baby. Okay, I look like Seth Rogen. Okay, he had a baby with another Seth Rogen. Okay? And they made this little inbred Seth Rogen baby. And that baby has sex with one of the original Seth Rogen. And just on and on through the time of evolution until out of a pile of beards and awkwardness came I to gift the world with my comedy. Uh, they say not to go shopping when you're stoned. So I haven't been grocery shopping in like 10 years. It's a real problem. I need some food. Help a brother out. Uh, when, when I do go shopping, um, I uh, shop in the 10 items or less lane uh, because I'm a goddamn professional and I know what I'm doing with myself. I don't know if you knew there's different layers of seriousness in the checkout aisles. We're not at the self, the fucking wild west of self-checkout. There's a, a child in a pile of fun dip. There's a small fire. Uh, check some stuff out. Steal some shit. Put in Hot Pockets as bananas. No aisle numbers. No rules. Okay, then you have the middle aisles. And there's nothing funny about that. 
I've thought on it. I've asked robots. They agree. Nothing good in the middle aisles. And then you have aisle number one. Okay, people say, Spencer, you should be cool. If someone has 11 items and the 10 items are less lane, fucking Fuck that. You know, I I don't even have anywhere to be. But I made a conscious decision to be here. If you made a wrong turn out of produce and you're in the Thunderdome with no weapon, I pity you not, sir. Because uh, I will snipe you out of line if you're not ready. I'll be like, this man has more than 10 items. I just have grapes. Yeah. Grapes. How many sunflower seeds you got there, homie? A thousand? Learn to count. Move to aisle number two. There is, there is no safe way out of here. It's the only dangerous way. Uh, I want to go to Ross Dress for more. I think they could uh, have more self uh, why, why are people afraid of crows? Not that kind of, uh, why? It's just more of a ponder to the abyss that is the universe. Uh, why are people, uh, ma'am, you could, you know, they're a slightly larger than average bird. You could beat one bird in a fight. Could you not? Don't, there's only several things you should be sure of in life. One is, did I just kick a baby? Okay, you should be sure either way. The second one is, could I fight one bird? Yes, you could. You would win. Imagine how much less scary that movie would have been if it was Alfred Hitchcock presents The Bird. Just one. Throw an Alka-Seltzer at it. Call it a Tuesday. I fear no animal that has the same weakness as mild heartburn. Not a terrifying animal. Uh, but Spencer, if a crow sees your face, the next time it sees your face, it'll remember your face. That's something I need to be afraid of now? Like the guy at Wells Fargo remembers my face. Welcome back to the bank, Mr. Divine. Not today, murderer! Which is a great tag because a bunch of crows is called a murder, thank you. Uh, some people say that crows are psychic. That is so raven. What up? Uh, so I uh, heard that crows could learn to speak English, so I want to teach them to say uh, nice messages and send them into children's hospitals. Uh, because I believe in putting my money towards some good cause. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Spencer Divine. Sleep well. Live dangerously. Thank you, Spencer. Can we give the audience? Uh, no, we cannot give the audience. I want to tell them one thing, though, is that I wanted, I wanted to run for mayor um, on the stance that every district should have an in and out. There's only one in and out in San Francisco proper, and it's at the wharf for the fucking tourists. And I really think, right now, I really Pam. think that every no, single... No, Pam, we don't need more. We need, we need an in and out. We need, no, we need to have 
in and out in every district, if we care about the people of San Francisco and we care about their happiness, there will be an easily accessible in and out. Let's put a Chick-fil-A on the moon. <laughs> live big, live dangerous. Why, why do you have to be so contrary? We shut down all of those McDonald's, put put in and outs inside them. We create jobs. I want to go in and then stay in. And the yummy food. Oh, dear the God. I not want, bad enough already. It's... I want an in and out burger. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for being here. Uh, We're here on Mondays and Fridays. Good night. Thank you, guys. I guess. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Holy Patrick, oh, namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you, namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. 
Ben Mo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. production. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comic comedians from around the Bay. Join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please, reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. Dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed vests right here at the Pacific Northwest Vest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches. 
cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a bullwoe. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in the whistle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. Take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level, dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Whoisthatlive.com. Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank gods, it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics. Every Friday, San Francisco, gouging you. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month, OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. New Radio, G-G-I-F at O-M-G. Saturday afternoon. Oh, over there, at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe. 
that's titans of comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake said, I like Uncle What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comic. Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. I really don't. Anywho. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking public schools. In the tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows.
What's the matter with the king? The king's all right. What's the matter with the king? The king's all right. Well, who said so? Everybody. Well, who said so? Everybody. Well, who's everybody? Rocky High. Well, Rocky Everybody, Rocky High, Rock, 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 Rocky High, Yay Team! What's the matter with the team? Team's all right. What's the matter with the team? Team's all right. Well, who said so? Everybody. Well, who said so? Everybody. Well, who is everybody? Rocky High. Well, who's everybody? Rocky High, Rock, 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 Rocky High, Yay!
on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you. to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You've picked a winner again. Wow. We're here on Mutiny Radio as we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to us by typing in mutinyradio.fm and hit listen live. We are also available as a podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, our acronym, and we are on iTunes. Also, I should mention, Carl, there is a way that you can find the live stream feed uh, uh, M3U uh, address and add it into your uh, podcast, Uh anything that listens to live feed. So you can listen to it separately from the, the browser, but you can just go to mutinyradio.fm. That's the quickest way to listen to us live or download our podcast. You can get the link there. You could also uh, donate, hit the donation button. We appreciate you donating to via Patreon or at, through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Carl, we are watching a full length movie on YouTube with mm-hmm. our audience. We mm-hmm. would ask the audience to listen to the podcast and then watch the movie on YouTube at the same time, at mixed same media. Time. We're, we're reappropriating media. We want to watch a movie with you. And apparently this movie is a real winner. <laughs> uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? <clears throat> this week we will be watching You Must Be Joking, 1965. That's what you put in YouTube search engine. You Must Be Joking, 1965. The channel we like is Michael Keeley. All right. Michael Keeley is the channel on YouTube. Go ahead and type in, you must be joking, 1960. You must be joking, 1965. Once you find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left, and then wait for us to say go. That's a lot to do, but don't worry. We are very excited to bring up our one of our great features, so Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Warren. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. My name's Chris Warren. So happy to be here with the great Carl. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, and I love that you started that way. I even asked you to start that way because that's the way you start your stand-up routine. I'm curious. You always seem to start the same way. What's going on there? Yeah, so that's something I've, I've pretty much been doing since I started stand-up. Uh, what happened was when I, like, you know, on the first month of stand-up, I would just do comedy at these open mics and, like, bars and restaurants where people were not expecting comedy, didn't want comedy, were, you know, yeah. ordering drinks, having side conversations. Uh, and, you know, it was hard to get their attention. 
So I would just start the set off by yelling, you know, my name as loud as possible. <laughs> they'd, they'd, they'd look over and then I knew I had like about 30 seconds to hook them. Yeah. Yeah, so it, was, <laughs> it was just by necessity, honestly. <laughs> it's a technique. I hear you. It's not branding. It's not marketing. It's hooking them. Exactly. Right. And now people come to expect it. You know, you can't let the people down. You cannot, right? That is the first rule of Chris Warren. Now, you are not a Jersey comedian. That's who I'm often interviewing on this show. You are a Connecticut comedian. Now, what town do you live in out there? I live over in the beautiful, sunny city of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Rock the 203 every day, baby. <laughs> so that's really far. Now, the thing is that, like, I count you amongst like our click i mean we've got common friends right we've got luke rothschild we got anthony quinn i mean these are jersey new york well those two are new york right but you, why is it that you travel so far uh to come here for comedy um well i just think for you know everyone does comedy a little differently for me personally i uh i want to get in front of new places as much as possible right because it's like connecticut where i'm from not the biggest state. We have a we have a nice scene. I, you know, I like Connecticut's comedy scene, but it's not very mm -hmm. big. It's like the same twenty people I see at the same four mics every week. Uh, so that's you know that gets to be old pretty quick. And there's only so many shows that are booking out of Connecticut. So at a certain point, you know, there's only so much you can do. You got to get out, go somewhere different. So if I can go to you know, if I can only do four mics a week in Connecticut, that's not really enough to uh, try to get better in my opinion. So it's okay. I'll go to Jersey this week. I'll go up to Massachusetts this week, out to Rhode Island sometimes over to, you know, the Hudson Valley over to New York city. It's like all these places are roughly an hour, hour and a half away. It's not the end of the world. So I might as well get out, try different things. Then you meet all sorts of new comics like yourself, Carl, make new connections, uh, get in yeah. new rooms. You know, I've, uh, I've, I've got, had a very good experience with going to new places. Now, way back when it was pre-pandemic, a bunch of comedian, Connecticut comedians, maybe four or five of you, would show up at the Reserve Club once or twice. And and uh, some of those Connecticut comedians were on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. They were on uh, King of the Mountain at Scotty's in in Springfield. They've all withered away. You're the guy who keeps coming out. This is dedication to craft, and I commend you for it. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of those guys um, just don't do comedy anymore. Um, wow. Huh. Pandemic yeah. or who knows? Uh, some of them, the pandemic, I mean, everyone's different. Just kind of taught them that this wasn't really what they wanted to be doing with their life. And that's okay. You know, it's their choice. Some of them moved because of the pandemic. I mean, a lot mm -hmm. of people, some of them just disappeared. I, I you know, haven't heard from them since. So you never know. Yeah. So I think it's really great that you come out an hour and a half isn't too much. That's certainly true. And you get yourself in front of a bunch of strangers. See if your jokes work to a different group of people. Exactly. Okay. Now, Chris Warren, how do people find you out there on the internet, out there in social media, the Instagrams, the Snapper chats? Uh, yeah, you can find me at Chris Warren Comedy on Instagram. That's Chris Warren Comedy. Uh, and I post all my shows up there. All my dates for the month are up there. So you can come find me mm -hmm. doing shows uh, all over New England, New York, New Jersey. So hopefully somewhere near you, come out and say hi. Now, we just did a show together, right? Uh, we went down there. The, the open mic 
I, it, it, they never canceled it, even though the host didn't show up because of a COVID fear or something. We got up in front of a day, bunch of strangers, the three of us, right? Luke, you and I. And it went horrible, I felt, right? Nobody was paying attention. This is the stuff that toughens you up, yes? Yeah, I mean, that, uh, I mean, it sucked, but, you know, that is uh, as much as it'd be fun, right? To do mm -hmm. a real show in a real club every night. That's uh, not where we're at right now. So you got to do some open mic comedy every now and again. And uh, open mic comedy can be very brutal. And that was a night, perfect yeah. example. This, uh, we were at this little dive bar in New Jersey. Raritan. Uh, Raritan, New Jersey. Raritan, New Jersey. And uh, there were a bunch of guys watching the college football game. <laughs> and they did not like that comedy was interfering with that very much. That's right. That's right. And they just came out to, you know, their local watering hole and we invaded. And um, but it, it toughens you up. It, it, it was still, you know, and you worked the crowd. I really didn't hear. I heard material towards the end, but you knew you read the room and you started with your intro and you and you worked the crowd. I thought that was very, very uh, clever. I didn't do that. I, I appreciate that, Carl. Yeah, it's just um. I've done comedy in so many weird places. Like, you know, there's just, you kind of read when a room is not wanting comedy. It, it, it doesn't really benefit you to do a setup punchline kind of joke because they're yeah. not paying attention. So you want to try to uh, get them involved as much as possible. And granted, they didn't give me very kind answers to my attempted <laughs> crowd work with them. Uh, a lot of fuck off. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do is exactly what you did. Okay, now, out there on Instagram, it's Chris Warren Comedy. Now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. They're ready to press play at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Warren, and give me that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, will do, guys. Everybody ready? Hands on the remotes. Three, two... One play. All right. Is this simply movie's logo going to be in the entirety of this movie? This is Columbia, and it Columbia. will not be the entirety. Okay, that's good. Oh, yes. Yeah, simply movies? Yo, that guy? Yeah. 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 That's what he yeah. did to us. Well, did at least you brought us. That is the woman from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> that's exactly In the opening right. credits. She now is in this opening credits. Oh, these are real people. I don't know who he is. I know that guy, Lionel Jeffries. That's right, you do. These you are all our show. Oh, really? Was, there's uh, the butler from Training Places. I recognize yeah, Elliot. Saw him on our show. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, special appearances, not just starring. Right, special they're like well-known English guys, and they show up. Ooh, now introducing these credits are going crazy. Oh, and guest star. We have yeah, guest, he's star not a guest star. He's throughout the whole thing. I don't get that. They had special appearance of introducing. Right. Yeah, uh, then guest it's star. Very British. To do Is this a movie like or that. TV show or it's variety special? And they shot in black and white because it was cheaper and it was accepted. I mean, we've had color since the 30s, but. People would still have a black and white TV. They would go to a black and white movie. It was done to save a lot of money. That's absolutely right. There was, you know, you had color TV, but most people have black and white TVs. Mm -hmm. That's why you would see these commercials on for television for color television shows in black and white. They just figured 
either way, it's going to reach the audience. Why pay in color? There, are these the actual people, you think? Yes. Michael Winner. He's the director. And he came up with this idea, this story. He got someone to script it for him. Right. He would go on to do Death Wish, and it's like two of its sequels. Yeah, no, I remember him from the Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Pictures story. He passed away, unfortunately, when the film was released uh, by 2014. <laughs> and he wasn't introduced. But a lot of people had a lot of negative stories about him and his director style and just the way he was uh -huh. uh, on Death Wish and just the kind of nihilism that his stuff had. And I, I know that he was like a celebrity restaurant critic and he has a lot of Me Too like charges. Paper, right. Yeah. He was a little bit of a celebrity. Yeah, he was on TV a lot and he would go on talk shows and be snobby. Okay, so this uh, general just showed up who says is a special guest. He's not. And he's like, you there! <laughs> That's the man I was promised! Begging your pardon, sir? Snap to! You know, it's almost like, Are you and, doing your Terry Thomas impersonation? Yeah, he showed up to pick up. Right now, he's like, "Oh, dreadfully sorry to interrupt your your car, you know meeting of the minds." <laughs> he re he reminds, yeah, he's great, and he it's was in yeah, precisely at sport sixteen hundred hours. It is now sixteen hundred and twenty hours. He, he reminds me of, uh, uh, well, I, I'll, I'll say once the plot line is revealed, but there's a John uh, Cleese movie with a scavenger hunt, and John Cleese plays the guy who introduces the instructions, and he does it, you know, in his normal Terry Thomas-esque manner. Right, right. Now, this guy, Terry Thomas, was, he, he's throughout the whole thing. He was the English character actor. You know him well. You see the gap in his teeth. He was in sure. Mad Mad World. Right, right, which was like two years ago from this movie, like 63. Now, he's not a star, this guy we're meeting. He's an American. He's not the star of it, but he is like... Uh, Colombians fisted on having him. They thought he was going to bring it to America. Well, I never heard of this movie, so I guess it didn't succeed. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and the director says some snotty thing about him. <clears throat> right. What a winner. Okay, you know, so I can... Uh, Charles Schneer liked the Hackney script, agreed to make it a deal he had with Columbia. Columbia insisted that Michael Curran play a lead role. Winner called the actor a nice fellow who didn't sell the film in America and didn't help it in England either. Meow. 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 Goodness. Uh, Sit up maybe, in your chair. Maybe that was just poor direction. So we have uh, a Scotsman, an American. Yeah, we're meeting another guy who has to report to this base for some reason. All right. And we're just learning he's like silly, over pompous, military, takes himself too seriously, is a little delusional because of it. No, uh, and he's wearing a kilt, so he's going to, there'll be some up kilts shots, I imagine. Well, this is an army. Someone's bound to get kilt. Oh, you know, in this world, it's kilt or be kilt. <laughs> it's helter kilter out there man that's the great thing about cocktails are the garnishes like you can get the pickled cauliflower your you can finger. Just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of my hey. bloody berry 
with yeah. olives deep in the goo. <laughs> I have to use my finger. Hey, well, can you give me a celery so I can get the carrot, the olives out? Thanks. Hello, I'm Fitzroy Tabasco. Goodness. Tabasco. <laughs> now, these guys are supposed to recognize everybody, right? Like, this is well, one of those. You certainly recognize denim, and no, you're not. If you were English, yes, you'd know him. Right. All. Like, but if we were watching. Him, he was in Dick Van Dyke. Um, he was in our movie in um, The Prisoner of Zenda. Right, so, that's right. Oh, right, he was in Prisoner of Zenda, the, the Scottish guy here. Yeah, and Mary, Definitely. was it Mary Poppins? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was the grandfather of Dick Van Dyke. That was an amazing. I, I'm still waiting for them to make a car like Chitty Chitty. <laughs> Everybody knows you and cars. You got that bang bang. People always derail that movie, but you know what? Stop making kids movies. Maybe we won't have to deal with that. You got to crank out movies for children year after year. You're going to come up with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. How about we just <laughs> stop? The kids have plenty of movies. Just reissue them. Save money. Near, far, in a motor car. I'm not sure what that is from. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, right. Okay. I All I remember is uh, what... Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, we love you. Chitty Chitty Near, Bang Bang, far, we love you. When near, I saw as a kid... Near, far, in a motor car. Oh, Chitty that's Chitty the next bang, line. We love you. As a kid, I'm like, this is the worst movie I ever saw. And then I oh, went, really? whoa, I had an erection. It was like my first bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> What's but happening? I was, I was fooled by that movie, and it was all colorful, and then it fucking flew. Right, but it was terrible. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I'm sure it won't hold up for me. And I was just a little kid. Right. I, you, I, I like it because I was like, I love those two lyrics from that song. <laughs> so what are they, they're planning, so this is the plot. They they hired, they got all these military guys from different countries or what have you. Yeah. Are they like all like army or navy or? They're all the branches. And then you got the My Fair Lady guy up there, the general, being yeah. like, this is the age of nuclear war. However, I'm sure you would agree that there wouldn't be a scrape on the ground or two. So, like, the idea is, you know, how do we test you, uh, your metal as a soldier? So what they're going to do is pretend that there was a nuclear bomb, the country is devastated, they have to go out with a list of six scavenger hunt type things to put into, a, like, a time capsule and be buried forever to preserve England. Oh, like a bag of uh, crisps? Yes, because one of them is like ducks. Like uh, in many English houses, they have these ceramic ducks hanging on the wall. Oh, that's okay. great. So I would you get know, a Billy Bass space. <laughs> right? no, you know the hood ornament on the Rolls Royce? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one of them. Oh, like the BC Boys. Remember the uh, people in England were like stealing the Volkswagen uh, logo yeah. from the cars because they could dress like 1987's BC Boys? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, okay, so you they also one of them is a lock of hair and an autograph from this French porn singer. 
named Sylvia Tarnett. Now, why is that English? I don't know. Well, we saw a lot of like, we like to watch movies from England during the 60s, especially like the swinging, you know, London scene and sex comedy. So maybe that's that angle. The greatest thing for me about this film is all the accents. Which we're not going to listen to for the most part. Right. So he's saying like, if there's a nuclear bomb, we want to see you guys collect items for a time capsule to see how you would survive and just how resourceful you are yeah now it's a stupid premise because they're going to go out there into the real world not a nuclear war world and they're basically going to go get the stuff it is a scavenger hunt it doesn't make sense and then they win something whoever gets the scavenger so yeah, this is they like get a, they get a um a, a trip around the world with a partner and they also get like promises of promotion 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 it, it's never defined so this is like it's a mad, 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 mad world with yeah. Terry Thomas from two years ago. But this yeah. time it's different comedians, British comedians. Well, it's England. It's so England. So this is like rat race. This is what I'm talking about. Like John Cleese gave the instructions of what you need to do to win the game. Uh-huh. And, you know, the one fun, one of the great moments of that movie, he goes, go. And they're like, look at her, he goes, go. Anyway, that was good. That was a good song. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have to see that again. Well, I saw that in the theater in 99, like, a, you know, best movie year ever. But I recently showed that to my kid, thinking, like, I kind of like this comedy. Maybe this is like a modern day Mad, 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 Mad world. And there's a scene <laughs> where this woman catches her husband having an affair in a jacuzzi and she's overhead in the helicopter. So she lowers the helicopter to break open the. Uh, above ground jacuzzi outdoor jacuzzi and like it was like eh, it's what's so funny with all this destruction i was like oh how great <laughs> you know it didn't hold up no it didn't hold up didn't know in why a way. in a disappointing way yeah like it didn't see the comedy like uh what was so funny with destruction like you know dumb slapstick because the movie was a lot of destruction. Uh, some good- I loved <laughs> slapstick. I just do. I Look, you know it's fake. You know it's a presentation to and it's called entertainment. You know it's pretend on TV. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you sit there and think, I don't know, there is empathy though. Well, I don't know. I just believe that nobody's really getting hurt like it's all fake so right. and not only that like when there's chaos like things get destroyed and car chases it's more action for me uh-huh. than like haha comedy but it's funny action so therefore it falls under comedy right and, you know the rhythm of it like a fight always has like great choreography in a movie and you have that visual kick of it and that's the fun of the movie so if a car smashes into a fruit pass a fruit stand yeah, when a guy who gets shot falls gracefully, you know it's a movie. Right. But, you know, when Smokey drives his car through a, a plate glass window that two people are carrying, it's funny, I guess. <laughs> All right. Children. Okay. Enjoy the corn maze. Watch out for the children in the corn. Right. Now, our upperclassman, you know, Elliot Dellum. Yeah. De- Denholm Elliot. Of course, he's sitting his ass on the 
Ben, she's already, you know, making preparations and arrangements for his people to get him out of there. There's a, I love how there's a bench in the maze. It's the That's, center. Oh, so it's not like a cheat, like if I pass by the park bench. <laughs> I guess it is the center. Yeah. I read a history of mazes, like in how these, these corn mazes are made. And mm -hmm. they're mostly made to get tourists, you know? Yeah, I know. It's a maze. <sighs> yeah, well, you know what? You, you, you do get lost in it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's you can't go backwards. You know, it's not yeah. a it's not a in the newspaper. Well, I was like, I want to start from finish and go, from, you know, trace my finger. I'm like, no, sir. I would never do one of these mazes in the winter if it was lightly snowing just a little bit, because I would be in the shining. That's right. It get a little spooky. I yeah, love the slapstick. Really spooky. Now you're talking about slapstick where nobody gets hurt. He just. Paul yeah. vaulted. He pole vaulted. He said, for Scotland! He pole vaulted. What is that? And he smashed through a greenhouse. And then he started reprimanding the guy who was like, what the fuck? He was like, stop up straight, so <laughs> You know, and stuff. It's so English. Oh, my goodness. So our Elliot Dellum, our aristocrat, has right. now given orders to like a soldier. Deliver this for me, chop, chop, straight away by private messenger, right? So, United States government guy just did it. We've been in these movies of England before. Like, it's about class, right? So that's the comedy, is these different people, different classes trying to escape a corn maze. Yes. That comedy and the different branches, they contrast each other, you know? The American sticks out like a sore thumb. When you're listening to him, you think you're you're watching like uh, I Dream of Genie's. Um, I don't know. He's just so American of the day. This is '65, so it's like setting up for. I don't know. I guess this guy didn't hit in the end, right? So the note reached the person. They brought a fucking chopper. I love it. Now everyone wants that chopper. Right. And everyone's going to get it. And they don't... Well, you know what? That's it. Fuck for one person. Wow, look at this. So is this funny, this image? They have a real people dangling? Do you, you know, that has a crazy music, probably, or... I don't know. I do find it funny. It's a spectacle. I like seeing movies. And if there's going to be explosions and car crashes, sometimes, you know, it's supposed to be funny. It's a funny premise. This is a funny premise. It's just not like a chortle. I don't know. It's, it's like weird. you're going into a pretend place for entertainment value. So it's right. like, you know it's a fake movie. Even if it was a nuclear explosion, you know it's a fake movie. So you can, okay, watch how they get hit by the trees and the director kind of cheated us or the cinematographer. Oh, they're on a human fox hunt? Ooh, this is like the hunt. Right. Yeah. Now, they're giving everyone a mile. <clears throat> you can't be within one mile of this base starting, you know, with, uh, in one hour. So now these guys are just scrambling to get off base. So they both got bonked <laughs> off the chopper. They all got bonked off the chopper into the woods. Now, this scavenger hunt, do they have to pick the items in a particular order? Or can they just... Except for one. <clears throat> 
there's one they're going to be asked to get that they don't know about yet. They're all supposed to go to this hoity-toity organization thing uh, and ask for a message. Uh, I have have more questions regarding their scavenger hunt. Do you have to know the bride to be part of this uh, scavenger hunt at the the bachelorette party? (laughs) No, you don't have to know the bride. So this is not a bachelorette party. Something borrowed. Okay. Now, do you really have to be like, are you from the city, man? Like, do you have to be a native? You have to be born in San Francisco? And the clues are like, this place has a picture of something on the second floor. And you're like, oh, that's Ireland's 32, obviously. <laughs> Anyone from the city would know that. Like, is it an obscure city hunting? No, it's all British stuff. Gotcha. Have you done a scavenger When was the last time you did a scavenger hunt? Uh, like, when I was, you know, like... A- teen early 20s i don't know did you do one for your children like hey kid we have a family activity uh probably i don't yeah. have a memory of a scavenger hunt i always thought it was kind of like busy work but you know i think it's fun when you when you try to find things in the city like uh or your your neighborhood like just little details and you'll be like uh-huh. oh of course or like you know it's it's kind of clever uh our man my our man Godfrey, my man Godfrey, mm-hmm. was uh, like a 1940s uh, screwball okay, comedy. Have to interrupt, right? Okay. Right now, a real fox hunt is fucking up the army. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, back. <laughs> oh well, so they they have a scavenger hunt, and one of the items they they have to find the upper class is a homeless man, uh-huh. and they find this guy, and he stays on as their butler, and it winds up that you know his life was ruined, but he had a a history of his own, and. Uh, but it was just funny that like, you know, these, it was so like the hoity-toity during the depression were like, uh, yeah, scavenger hunt was to find a, a bum as in the parlance. Right. That's so robber baron. Yeah. Oh, the old British gag. Is he going to like stop drinking or something? This is uh, great, no, Carl. I know exactly why you thought that. Yeah, like usually James Bond drives by and the guys are drinking and fishing and then when he he drives by his car in the water, he like throws the bottle in the water. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. This guy's in a wetsuit. Have you ever walked in a wetsuit? It's fucking painful. Ooh, nice yeah. uh, jagged swipe. Okay, now this is the guy who didn't get picked up by the chopper and his joke the whole time will be... He's digging uh, a hole? Right, and he'll get caught. So you have to be one mile away from the base okay so our american has done that now he's in the process of stealing clothes to get dry i always like it when they hang up their sheets it's like a dressing room yeah now he's got a little bb pellet you know yeah british low gun is that what it's called that's bbb british bb guns Oh, I yeah, I remember BBB one. BBB. Yeah, right. That's really played. Well, you would say you would announce it. You would say this is BBB one. <laughs> Our broadcast day. This is service B base. Well, that's more like a radio guy. Oh, the old room. So he's calling his girlfriend, okay? Uh-huh. Who is really nice. Uh, and she's helpful and great. Now, he's not supposed to have any help, but none of them follow the rules. 
Yeah, well, this is seems so. very arbitrary. Well, she's going to be a player in the whole thing. Whoa, look at this. Whoa, look at her go. Who can turn the world on with her <laughs> smile? 